Good day, people. Welcome to Sports Inside and Out, the Legends of Sports radio show. Um, we got a great show for you today. Um, today is just coming off the announcement of the NCAA playoffs and the bowls. And we got a great one for you. Once again, this is your host, C.B. Baker, filling in for Coach Hatcher. He is still getting better. I'll be looking for him to come back at the first of the year strong and ready to hit the ground running. Right now, we'd like to take care of some bills. I'd like to thank the Armed Forces Network. While we were asleep, you were awake, making sure our way of life stays the same. Seabreeze, the leader of transitional housing and more. And my main man, Flash G, is in the house. And if you're in the Hampton Roads area, please check out Dan the Nissan Man. He'll get you from point A to point D, point B, I should say, in a nice, really good ride. Check out that Nissan Maximo 2017. It's got a smooth ride. Check out Dan the Nissan Man, swappingkeys.com. All right, now that we've got that out the way, and let's go. Here's the rankings, people. Coming in at number one is Alabama. Coming in at number two is Clemson. And coming in at number three is Ohio State. And rounding out the top four is the Washington Huskies. That's right, people. Penn State, the team that won the Big Ten Championship, arguably the best overall conference in NCAA football, is not in the playoffs. This is, in my opinion, a travesty. This doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And and just to really think that Michigan thought, you know, they had a say-so on how they would be perceived in this whole um, ordeal. But it's really with Penn State coming back to get that win in the conference championship over Wisconsin, a top 10 team, I might add, being snubbed a berth into the college football playoffs. Now, I do hear everybody out there right now saying, CB, come on. It's semantics. They can't beat Alabama. And I agree. I don't think anybody this year is going to beat Alabama. And quite frankly, the playoffs this year is going to be boring, you know, because I, I, I see Alabama winning both games by 14 to 21 points and it really not being close. You know, I'm going to watch it, but it's not going to be a very entertaining game. But you should at least give the team that deserves a chance to be in the in the playoff a, a chance to go ahead and try to win the championship. So let's look at some of these games here. Penn State had two losses, and I think that was the reason, the main reason why they did not make it in the playoffs, and the, the selection committee didn't choose them. And the two losses was Pittsburgh and Michigan. Now that is now the Pittsburgh, and I'm gonna get into that a little bit later. But Michigan, they got blown out, manhandled, wasn't really even close. And I think by it being two losses and them getting blown out by. Michigan and then having a loss against Pittsburgh really hurt their chances of getting into the top four, even though they had won the conference championship. But I like there's a little caveat there that it doesn't make any sense, which is Clemson had one loss also. And guess who they lost to? 
That's right. If you guess if you guess Pittsburgh, you are right. They lost to Pittsburgh with one they had one loss against Pittsburgh, which was a major upset when it happened. And, you know, it shook up college football. Now Clemson went on to win their conference championship, but they did lose against Pittsburgh. So how come the loss for Pittsburgh didn't really count against Clemson, but it counts towards Penn State, who did win the conference championship? Now let's talk about Ohio State. Ohio State's coming in with just one loss, and guess who they lost to, people? You guessed it. Penn State. I I can't, I'm serious. I can't make this up. So the team not only made the playoffs, is ranked third, got a third ranking in the playoffs, lost to Penn State, who won the conference championship. They beat Ohio State. And they're not in the playoffs. People, this makes no sense to me. Now, I will say this. Like, look, everybody deserves to play a bad game. Every team deserves to have a bad game. But this isn't the NFL. This is college football. The games is decided on the field. So... And you you make this big statement throughout the year that the playoffs is all throughout the year. So, you know, let it be settled on the field. But this clearly isn't settled on the field. And I tell you another thing. The Big 12 commissioner, you know, was interviewed today and he had a lot of questions about how this was selected. Because let's just go back to when the playoffs first started. When TCU had just lost the game and they was on the outside looking in, they was told, the Big 12 Conference was told, because you do not have a championship game, you do, you do not have that 13th factor, deciding factor to be to push your team over the top. So therefore, TCU does not get into the playoffs. So now I'm beginning to scratch my head just as well as the, the, the Big 12 commissioner scratches his head and says, well, we are doing all this work to be able to, to have a championship game in 2017. So to make sure that we have this ability to get into the playoff because it's only 14 playoff. And we do all that. We do all this stuff. And then you turn around and then you have a team that won the conference championship in the Big 10 but was not awarded a spot in the top four. The selection committee is sending mixed messages. And I tend to agree. There's no bias here, I guess, with me you know, being part of the Big 12, playing at Oklahoma, but it's really kind of unsettling that the selection committee would choose Ohio State over Penn State. And, you know, that's not, uh, you know, hardball is probably, you know, he's all his blood pressure, I think, is constantly up no matter what. But right now, his blood pressure is probably boiling because, in my opinion, I agree with, you know, with hardball, Michigan's head coach, hardball, that that spot was not a good spot and they should have beaten Ohio State. So, you know, so let's. Analyze this. If Michigan beats Ohio State, Ohio State, of course, is not in there. But according to the powers that be, that even if Ohio State would have lost to Michigan, it seems to be that they would have still put Ohio State over Penn State, even though Penn State beat them head to head. 
this is cause football. It makes you want to shake your head, but this is why this is so interesting because it gives the fans something to talk about. But this is is not right, and I hope that they get this thing fixed. And one way, me and Leroy and and Coach when he's when he's up here, he always says, you know, speak that truth, big big boy. And the truth is, you need eighteen playoff. It doesn't have to go to six teams, even sixteen teams, even though that would be great. But if you go to eighteen playoff, utilize some of those bowl games that people are not looking at, then then you'll be looking at. You have Penn State at five, Michigan at six, Oklahoma at seven, Wisconsin at eight. USC is sitting at nine and three. They might have some say so, like why are we not in there? But nobody's real after the year that UFC has had hit. That was a year that they kind of saved their season, you know. So it's not like they had a great year. I mean, they're going to the, going to the Rose Bowl to play against Penn State, so it's a good finish. But let's be real here. We would not be talking that deep about them being snubbed out of the top eight because I don't think anybody would really think that they are um, better than Wisconsin. But that is what they call a hypothetical because we only have a four team playoff and we got to deal with that situation. So now let's look at the four teams. Um, You have Washington coming in for. They took care of business in their championship game, and they really took care of business. So I I would expect that um, Washington is coming in pretty hot. So it, can they give Alabama a scare? No. 42-14, Alabama. Clemson, Ohio State, that's the that's the one the interesting game. It's going to be pretty close. It's a good game to look at. Ohio State's going to win that game. Play against Alabama for the national championship with Alabama winning by uh, 14 points. Now, I'm going to wait for my main man, uh, Leroy Keys, to get back on the air before we get deep into that. He'll be back on the air uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks. He had some things he had to take care of. So once we get him on the air on Sports Inside on Legends of Sports, we will get a debate going on what's going on in college football playoff. Um, let's roll roll ahead towards um, the bowl games. The bowl games this year are very, very interesting. Um, the two uh, two or three bowl games I like to mention that is like the, for me, marquee bowl games that really got caught my attention when I saw that the the selection committee or the powers that be put teams together is the first game I would like to talk about is the Cotton Bowl. Now, the Cotton Bowl hasn't had any real significance in a long time, but this one actually going to catch the eyes of some people because guess what? Western Michigan, that's right. Western Michigan has been selected to play in the Cotton Bowl against Wisconsin. Now, the reason why this is such a um, eye-catching game is Western Michigan is a mid-major that went 13-0. and And no one, you know, really gave them a real chance to get into the playoffs, but it was like it created the debate. They took care of business throughout the year. They're 13-0. and What do you do with a team like this? You reward them, and they rewarded them by giving them a, a bid to the Cotton Bowl to play against Wisconsin. 
Now, this is what you call a a trap game for Wisconsin because they could come into that game thinking, hey, this is Western Michigan. We should just roll right in here. We've been playing in the Big Ten all year. Roll right in here and just roll right over uh, Western Michigan. If they come in there thinking that way, you can see a massive upset in the Cotton Bowl, Western Michigan winning that game. And just think back. I believe the year was 2000 or 2001 when the Oklahoma Sooners played Boise State. And Boise State beat them. And there was a major wake-up call to all of college football saying, hey, look, we are the mid-majors. We can do this too. We can win games. We can we can recruit. We can uh, get the alumni and the boosters to back our programs and put the 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 things in the facilities to attract these players to come to these mid-major schools and develop a really good team and program. So definitely be on the lookout for that game. Um, the next game is the Orange Bowl, which is Michigan versus Florida State. Now the reason why this game is. Um, catches my eye so much is really is old school you know if you go back to the late 80s early 90s you really start you guess when Michigan and Florida State you know Deion Sanders so you're getting that feel of college football with this game and also Michigan and Florida State are really looking for next year Next year is really a huge opportunity for Michigan and Florida State. So this year, Michigan, this was a swag year, but it wasn't supposed to be their championship year. Next year is their championship year. So look for them to really come out and hit Florida State in the mouth. And on Harbaugh, he's always, you know, for the since he's been in Michigan, he's been a marketing guru to make sure that, that his team gets the most recognition out of out of all the teams in the nation. So really look at that game. The next game is the Rose Bowl, USC uh, versus Penn State. Penn State, uh, you know, dealing with the Paterno saga, finally has turned his corner, brought the team back. The program is back, people. Penn State is back, and USC is also recovered. So this is like a stepping stone game to propel both teams to next year. And the unfortunate thing is somebody has to lose this game in the, you know, the Rose Bowl. That's the unfortunate thing. But if the both programs would definitely would benefit from this, USC saved their season at the beginning of the season and looked like they was going to have another really bad season. They saved it. Now they're 9-3 playing in the Rose Bowl. You cannot ask any more than that, you know. So um, Penn State, of course, they got snubbed out of the playoff, but hey, you're playing in the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, and you're playing against USC. Penn State people versus USC, great Rose Bowl matchup. It should be a really good game. Now let's switch gears a little bit to the um, – the not as major or big bowl games or the little bowl games and, and take a look at some of the key matchups there. Uh, one of the bowl games I would like to take a look at is the Camping World Independence Bowl with North Carolina State versus Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has been rewarded their turnaround season and getting that program back on its feet and the huge win that they had against Tennessee, the huge upset really could help them out tremendously if they get this game in 
um, at Independence Stadium in Shreveport. Uh, back in my college days, Oklahoma, I used to go back and forth to Dallas and, and Louisiana a lot. So I'm very familiar with Shreveport. It's a very nice stadium. And please, if you're in that area, go check out that game. You will not be disappointed in North Carolina State and Vanderbilt. The next game is the National Funding Holiday Bowl, Minnesota versus Washington State. This game is is catching my eye because, you know, Mike Leach, my old coach at Oklahoma, he definitely is has um, has some buzz about him for his press conferences and being and with his dry humor. But also, his team has really turned things around in the past couple of years. And the, this is one of those programs where they was patient with Mike Leach because when he first got there, they was expecting big things, and they turned in a couple of losing records. But they stayed patient and let him work the system, and he turned things around. Now they're going to be in you know had a winning season this year they're in the holiday bowl this is a good stepping stone for them and watch out for them next year i expect them to really put up a show against minnesota in the holiday bowl and it should be good Next up is the Valcro Alamo Bowl, uh, number 12, Oklahoma versus number 10, Colorado. Now, Oklahoma State, I should say, this game is, um, this bowl game is interesting because, number one, it pitched two old school Big 12, former Big 12 teams together, which is Oklahoma State was currently Big 12 in Colorado, which used to be in the Big 12. These teams used to play a lot, and it was really good games back in the day. So now this game is going to be played down in the, in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. So you're going to get a very heavy um, Oklahoma State fan base that will drive down there to watch the game. But Colorado Buffs, their fans also fly in too because they're used to that traveling to that um, part of the area when they played in the uh, Big 12 Conference. This game here is a good setup for next season. Colorado needs to win this because they are now, they have finally turned that corner and got their program back. And Oklahoma State is, is like right there on the edge of not wanting to be the little brother to Oklahoma University. And even though they did lost the they lost the Bedlam game this um, past weekend, but hey, they can win this bowl game at the Alamo Dome in Texas, which is huge because a lot of people, a lot of the team, both Oklahoma, Tulsa, and Oklahoma State recruit in the Texas area. So this is a huge game to be able to get a win against the Colorado Buffs, who are ranked tenth in the nation. And last but not least of my bowl games to check out is the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl, Nebraska versus Tennessee. This is my most disappointing teams bowl <laughs> to watch is Nebraska and Tennessee. Both of these teams, I really felt like coming into the year, the beginning of the year, really should um, have made some major waves in the Big Ten Conference for Nebraska and SEC Conference for Tennessee. And both of them just could not quite get it done. Uh, Nebraska actually went on a quite little run there, but once they started getting into the conference, then that's when everything kind of fell apart. And I actually deep down hope that Nebraska would go back to the Big 12 conference. That's where, in my opinion, they belong, you know, playing against Oklahoma and, and Oklahoma State and Texas. The Big Ten Conference um, right now may be just too powerful for 
Nebraska. Now, I know the Huskers do not want to hear that, being that they had a decent year, but just not enough to be able to overcome Ohio State and Michigan. And with Ohio State and Michigan and now Penn State, all of those three powerhouses being back, it's going to be real difficult for Nebraska to be able to crack in there. As far as Tennessee, they have the same problem that Nebraska has, in the, you know, but they're in the SEC conference. But they've always been in the SEC conference, and they have a hard time getting by Alabama. And just to show you how tough the SEC is, when they had Peyton Manning, they still didn't win the SEC championship because Florida was running things back then. So Tennessee is going to have to reevaluate some things on how they go about um, recruiting um, all season, their program, and conditioning. Um, I felt like this year that they was being pushed around the field a little bit too much. So they need to be more physical and get more speed on the on the skill level. And you're going to have to do some serious recruiting. So this game is very important for them because this is in Nashville, Tennessee, right in the heart of Tennessee. So therefore, they've got to put on a good performance to make sure they keep their players from going to Louisville. That's right, people. Louisville. By Louisville coming on strong this year, it's making it hard for the Vols to be able to pull these players without even like a uh, like a snicker at even looking anywhere else. You know, now you got Vanderbilt. They lost to Vanderbilt. So if Vanderbilt lowers their academic standards just a little bit and start looking at other players, you start seeing that the pool of players of good players that Tennessee usually would get will start going to Vanderbilt, Louisville, Kentucky. They come on down south, and, you know, Alabama's going to pull some. You know, you got Georgia that's going to recruit into Tennessee. So Tennessee definitely has got to do some work and make sure they show up everything down there in Knoxville. Well, that is it, people. Um, We have covered the NCAA playoffs and as well the bowl games and what we should be taking uh, taking a look at. Uh, I'd like to thank you so much for joining me, your host, C.B. Baker, for Sports Inside and Out, Legends of Sports um, radio show. I'm holding down the fort once again for Coach Hatcher. Please, Coach, get well, and we look to, we look forward to having you back here in the saddle with us. But until then, I'm going to hold down the fort. And one thing everybody listening to my voice should understand is that when legends speak, people listen. Thank you so much. Till next time.